back. It's Uncle Ken with a quick pod short, just as an update and uh, with a question to you all. And I just want to say thanks for tuning in again, over and over again, your continued attention and hearts and affection towards what we're all going through over here in the Allen household with uh, in terms of not just the, the trials and tribs of COVID, but uh, my recent cancer issues is much, much appreciated. And, and I really, I really thank you all for that. And I appreciate what the the fire department has been doing for us, just calling up and saying, hey, buddy, I'm with you. I love you, brother. Anything you need, let me know. I want everyone out there to know that means the world to me, and it has helped on a lot of uh, long, dark evenings with the soul, shall we say. Long, dark, I think uh, Douglas Adams calls it the long, dark tea time of the soul, which there have been many of over the last four months. Before we go any further, remember, Traumedy Podcast, uh, we, I lost the site recently, but guess what? I got it back last night. So it, it was a question of me assuming that I had paid off in full, but it, I didn't need to get it. Anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Traumedy Podcast, back, back up in, in, in uh, action, back up and working well, and uh, you can find us on Stitcher Radio predominantly, but also iTunes and Hopefully, some other ones sooner than later. But uh, this has been not the time to start trying to get the word out with the diaspora of the podcast. It's been the time to batten down the hatches and see what's going on with me and to make sure that I can provide for the family. I make it through this first, as well as setting up a trajectory for the next uh, phase of of aftermath of, of life. So that's that's where I'm at. So... If you don't know the whole story, everybody, I had cancer back in 2016, olfactory nerve cancer. They eradicated it from all those old places, but as of July, actually would have been before that, but the, it, it resurfaced on the dura of my brain in between the right and left lobes. The surgery that I had in August was uh, coronal over the top, ear to ear, and they flipped the scalp. They cut into it and were able to spread apart the two lobes. He, the doctor telling me about it was using his elbow to explain how he's going to separate the two lobes. So uh, I don't think, you know, that was a, that was a pretty good uh, visual to see how he's going to do it. Nevertheless, went in a lot less hours of the surgery. This was six hours versus the 11 cranial Surgery, the first one was, uh, the first cranial surgery was 11 hours. This one was six. This one left me uh, uh, blitzed. This one, this one was a doozy, baby. And um, anyway, so that kicked my ass. So that, that, was, that was the first thing. After coming out of that one, I was gorked. I don't really remember too much other than pain. Uh, issues with, uh, uh, well, just, just issues of recuperation. So as of then, and the surgery and, and uh, the, the, uh, the radiation is what came. So hey, listen to me, everybody out there, I am a longtime caregiver who's a first or, or second time patient. 
So maybe today, if you're going to be listening about this, is two things to keep in mind. What's it like on the other side of the scalpel? And two, how much is your life worth to you? How much is your life worth? What are you willing to sacrifice in order to live? What are you willing to put down on the table and say, I'm going to do this anyway, despite not being able to do that and not having this? I think life's important. So just keep that in mind so we go through this today. <clears throat> and also, also one more thing. Those things that you do that you're willing to give up, those things you're willing to push forward, those things that you feel awkward about, are those the things indeed that will get you the kind of life that you want in the long run? Are you, are you holding back because of any issues? Hey, baby, what's up? I'm not into stream beans anyway. We'll just do the uh, latkes and the. Salad? Yeah, I have the rest of that from that restaurant. Oh, you have salad left. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Yep. Then that, that dinner's yep. ready. Okay, let me let me get through this. Look at this dinner's ready. By the way, happy Hanukkah to all my Jewish friends out there. I'm not Jewish, but I am Jewish at heart, and uh, my 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 wife is Jewish. She's making uh, first night of Hanukkah. Latkes and brisket, baby. See, I like to be this kind of vicarious Jew that gets to sample all of the goods of the Old Testament. Um, I am circumcised, so I kind of fit in there, if that matters. So, uh, But also, I, I do enjoy just getting into the tradition of everything. And, and uh, if you're going to have me, I will definitely participate. I'm pretty much like that for any religion that is inclusive and um, not trying to openly assassinate me. So what was I saying? Oh, just are the things that you are hesitant to do actually holding you back from happiness and from achieving something greater in life? That's kind of the issues and the things that I've been debating. Oh, well, for several years now, this podcast is one of the reasons why or in result of that and talking to people that I've been awkward to contact for the podcast once you contact them, you make a friend. Not only that, you, you prove to yourself that you can do things that are unexpected. You can do things and create a life for yourself that you didn't believe you, you were or you had or you could do in the past. So speaking with doctors, um, celebrities, well, celebrities, yeah, people that are, you know, that are different paths of life that I was able to contact and do podcasts with is something like that or basic heroes in, in, in the fire department and history and, and medicine, which I continue to say I'm going, you know, I want to get more people on this podcast and I want to really push forward. 2020 was going to be the year. Guess what? 2020 was not the year for going out and uh, congregating with people, making big moves outside of anywhere other than the house. That plus even the, the cancer kind of slowed me down a little bit. You can't be, you can't front on that, you know. That's just the way it goes. You can't, you can't fault me for that. So, uh, but some of those things are maybe if you are able to sacrifice a little bit of your your nerves, your 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 sensitivity, a little bit of your hesitation, and push forward. Are you able to get a little bit more out of life? I think that's, it's a very valid point. So uh, that's where I'm at. Now, let me explain to you something really quick. 
my brain is frizzle fried. I am I am a scrambled egg up there right now. It's it's like the the old thing in your brain on drugs, only it's not it's not drugs. It's 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 a little drugs. It's it's the surgery and it's the subsequent radiation that I just finished off about a week ago, a week and a half ago. Six weeks of radiation, five days a week, where they're bombarding my skull with gamma rays. That went on for, like I said, for a significant amount of time. And since then, um, since the surgery, really, I'm walking into rooms. This is the frustrating Let me just finish the sentence, brain, thanks. I'm walking into rooms and, and realize I've forgotten why I came into the room. That happens to all of us, I'm sure, but it happens about four or five times a day for me. I've been attempting to put a podcast together and literally forgetting several times that, oh, I had time to knock it out today, and I don't. I forget. I'll be in the middle of a sentence and forget where I'm going with it. So I was a little scatterbrained maybe in the past, but now it is clearly evident which is frustrating, but I think underneath the frustration is a little bit of fear that this is the does some damage on me. So I don't I don't like to uh, to dwell on it. But if I go off on some tangents today and a lot of non sequiturs, please bear with me because I don't I, I don't actually know where I'm going with this. I'm riffing. So um, a real quick update, like. Radiation's done. Six weeks into it, and now I'm finally in the recuperation phase, and i got to figure out, you know, what's going to actually come back. I've lost smell. I've lost taste. I've lost smell entirely. I've lost all the nuances of taste. I'm uh, losing hearing, and apparently I'm, I'm a candidate for cataracts just due to the amount of radiation. So it has stripped me of a lot of tools, and abilities, and it really sucks because I really like Christmas time when you could smell the pine needles on the tree and you can smell the fire. That was one of my favorite smells in the world was, was Christmas time. Christmas break, when you'd get up early, maybe when the family's still asleep and you go up into the, into the den at like 6.30 in the morning and it's just getting light out and you flip the tree lights on and I would actually start a fire. I had a little... A little fire stove. I get the fire going at like seven, seven fifteen, and and then just kind of cuddle up next to it with a blanket. And then, you know, like I was like nine, ten, eleven years old, and just sit in that room, and be like it's special, like Christmas is on its way. We're we're done. Christmas break is coming, you know, or it is. It's like the first day of Christmas break. That was the best, and you could smell the pine, and you could still, and you get the the fire going. They just chill. That was that was one of my favorite sensations in the world. I don't get that anymore. But I'm not going to rob my kids of it, baby, because I've gotten a real tree this year. Little guy's going to be able to smell that and start getting that sense memory. Smell is the the the, the uh, sense that bring that recalls the most memory, incidentally, and I'm sure you can remember that. I'm sure you can see that. Every time I smell exclamation, it reminds me of my seventh grade girlfriend. And uh, I say with the Noir Dracard, that's what I would wear in response to her exclamation. Uh, I went dark. 
went dark with no larger car. But all that's gone. So in a weird way, post-loss of smell, it's like I'm not downloading information anymore. It's very dreamlike. It's very blah. And it's a really odd way of existing. Um, so even there are days where I, I kind of feel like, especially after the surgery, I'll just go, am I still in a dream? And, and you know, that, that crazy stoner thinking, you're still in the dream in, ra- in operation and they're working on you, dude, and you, you haven't really woken up yet. Um, but it hits me pretty hard these days. Like when I think that, it kind of jacks me up because it's the fact that you can't smell and the fact that you can't really taste and it's it's kind of just dreamlike. Like you're a viewer of your own life. It's very odd. Uh, and I hope I don't sound totally insane to everyone out there, but maybe those who can who don't have the smell sense, sense of smell anymore, which I've heard like Zycam has done that to some people and certain antibiotics have done that and certain medications have lost their sense of smell. You know where I'm coming from here? It's a very odd kind of walk through life where you're not you're not fully immersed which maybe is good for, you know, an artistic human being. You kind of are always on the outskirts. Any who's. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where, where I'm going with this one, other than um, it's an interesting point to sit and reflect after radiation and to think about what's coming next for me in the upcoming year. And since this surgery and since the subsequent uh, treatment, I've been forced to just look at what it is that I did to create this problem once more. And I, I know I should not have gone back into fires post the surgery, especially when the cells are their most vulnerable. When they're growing at a rapid rate, they go into hypermetabolism. Basically, when um, once they've been damaged, anyone who's got suffered burns knows how quickly... When the cells are damaged, the tissue really grows at a rapid rate to kind of get everything back to snuff, if you will. And with this, I I definitely should not have been going back into burning buildings uh, where I'm at, particularly a lot of wildland fires. And and that's even worse because you're not wearing a a BA, you're not wearing an SCBA for for the work. And not only that, you're in it for four, five, six hours at a time or more, doing the overhaul, making sure you don't have any skunking fire everywhere and you're just trodden through it, breathing it. Anyway, aside from all that, was that other stuff that I did, like diet? Because I know with this new, with my wife now, hell of a chef, hell of a cook. She loves making me delicious, as, as delicious as it can be. I can't really tell, you know what I mean? But she tries to cook things that are very good. And, like, you know, she'll throw in sweets. You know, she'll always stop at the store and get cookies or something for the family. And I think I've been in, uh, indulging in too many carbs and sugars, which are not good for cancer, or they're great for cancer, not good for the host of cancer, though. So now... <clears throat> Thankfully, I've started reading uh, Star of Cancer, uh, 
which is an excellent, excellent book that I, I will write the author's name down in the, in the, in on the website so you can see what who it is. But uh, that saved me. That was a I was in a pretty bad quagmire back back uh, you know when I just got cancer in between surgery and radiation. I was, uh, as you can imagine, not feeling confident about what's going on with my life not feeling like first wave was effective, that being the first surgery and radiation. I don't know what it is yet. I haven't gone in for the MRI yet. I'm hoping, I'm praying, and I'm assuming, I shouldn't say assuming, but based on the kind of treatment I had, it's a pretty good chance that I'm, I'm going to be clear for now because it took three years, three and a half years for this thing to reoccur so chances are I'll be okay for a couple years but nevertheless I don't want to go in for another brain surgery I I don't want to keep promulgating a dangerous trajectory in my life and so eating this way I gotta start cutting it out you know like people will say well you gotta make sure you live life well, yeah, you do, but you also got to make sure that you live life, you know? So what is what is worth cutting out? Is it sugars and starches and carbs and alcohol and staying up late and partying for the most part, for like 99% of the time? Yeah. I just have to come face to face with that. I got to just grip that and, and believe it and do it. And um, it doesn't need to be that strict especially for those of us out there in the field that have not gotten cancer yet. I'm going to tell you something. You're in a better position than I am, but life will significantly be safer for you if you start now on the diet and exercise regimen to prevent cancer. And so what I've been writing is I've I've written that first book. I wrote my first book on the my battle with cancer and after literally maybe the week that I finished the rough draft I got the news that they found a new blemish in the MRI and the last I went back and just wrote well ironically I've got cancer again so now I have to put all of these actions all of these ideas into action and uh, I'm in the process of rewriting this book so that it is as little less autobiographical, a little bit more geared towards, here's the things that I think every firefighter will benefit from knowing. So there are some, there are anecdotes, there are stories about me and what I've gone through, but it's really going to be a guidebook for those of us in the field that are trying to prevent cancer, and that should be every single mother hump and one of us and then those of you that have cancer, how do we minimize and how do we defeat it? How do we beat it? So the book is called Fighting Chance. It will be probably published in the next year and a half. I don't know what the situation is. Uh, I actually don't know at all what the, what, the, uh, what the future of that book is. But I'm writing it as if I have a trajectory of a successful cancer battle and uh, success in in getting it published. So here's what it basically details. Stop 
stop living a hedonistic lifestyle, basically. Understanding, understanding that life is worth more than, ah, I'll have a couple more beers. Like, what's the point? If you've already had seven beers, what's the eighth beer for? You know? If, if you've already glutton, you're full of food, and you get a bite of cake, is it, is it, you have two, three bites. Is it really worth finishing the whole cake? You know, finishing the whole thing. Some of you are going to be like, hell yeah, that's where I derive my joy and my pleasure. And I'm not going to be taken down by, you know, the what ifs and the, the, the scare of cancer. That's fine. But I had it and it came back. And it really forced me to say, look, what am I doing that I can stop so I stay cancer free? And um, that one of the, the, the big things was from this book, Starving Cancer, or how to starve cancer. And the, the, not only is it just cutting out carbs, sugars, some of cancers exist with, uh, they eat fats. Some of them eat proteins. So you got to know what your cancer goes after. Mine is a head cancer. It's a nerve cancer. So I have a feeling that it is uh, largely uh, sugar and starch and then also possibly it can sustain itself slowly on high fats. So what does that mean for me? I got to cut out sugar, starches, and fats significantly. Is that a bad thing? No, it's not. That's, that's fine. And I have a reason to do it this time. So how much is my life worth? What am I willing to sacrifice? Am I willing to sacrifice sweets? And am I willing to sacrifice, you know, wines and beers and, 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 and you know, sh- uh, carbs yeah, it's totally worth that. It's totally worth that. You know, you got to just deal with what you have and and start making changes because really we don't have much time in this life to be able to get what we want done. You know, there's so many things that I have dreamed about doing and they're going to turn into nothing unless I start, you start actualizing. So that's where I'm at. Like, is it worth, what else am I doing? I'm taking a ton of supplements that in this book kind of, she lays out why each one of these things makes sense. I'm starting to contact different online sites, figuring out how to get supplements and certain drugs that you can use that are off labelly able to take care of cancer, things like will minimize the the sugars in your system on a regular basis, things that are going to break down cell walls of cancers. You know, everything that you can think of, every single way that I can combat this thing, I'm going to. That's just the bottom line. And, you know, it, it, it took the second time for really to sink in to go, okay, hey, jackass, you can't, you can't keep living frivolously. You had that moment of saying, I'm alive, hooray, bring on the cake, bring on the pasta. Can't do that anymore. Now it's got to be, I want to go for the long haul and I want to accomplish all of these little things that I've always dreamed about accomplishing, like writing a book, like, well, I, I like like having a kick-ass guitar, which I went out and bought. I bought a Gibson 3457 hollow body, dark walnut, beautiful guitar that I've always wanted. And I almost had it, but what happened was I bought it, long story short, bought it, 
I didn't have enough credit on the card at the time because I was like 24. No, I was 28. And then when I got additional credit added to it, uh, I got in a car accident. Car, car, car total. Little, a little. Uh, what was it? Prelude. Acura. Acura something or other. It was awesome. It was my girlfriend's car at the time, but it was it was run down. So really, I didn't total it, but it made no sense to keep it. So what I have to do? I had to go buy a Honda Civic. And there went my opportunity for this guitar that I've always dreamed of. And so when this happened, it was like, you know what? You almost had that, but it got away from you. That was the one. And I thought, no way, not happening. I'm going to buy that. <laughs> so that was one of the things. Anyway, stop starving yourself of these things if it doesn't make sense anymore. Um, but at the same time, be willing to starve yourself for other things. Be ready, ready to delay gratification. And this gratification, it took me 15 years to finally have the kind of money where I went, wait a minute, what am I not, why am I not buying this thing? You've always dreamed of it and you didn't, you didn't pull the trigger on it. Pull the trigger. Get the axe and rock on. And that's what I've been trying to do in the house, although the, it's so loud and so badass that it uh, isn't, isn't allowed to turn up. Um, hang on a sec. I'm, I got to redo this because the old podcast didn't work out. So I'm trying to get done here, babe. How much time do you need? Uh, I don't know. How long do I need, people? Five, ten? No much longer than that. I think. Uh-oh. And now the boy's waking up. The time has started. The timer is on. So uh, that's what my life's worth. It's It's worth getting rid of the excess, the fat. And by cutting all this stuff out, I feel like it will also cut the fat off my body, cut the fat off my brain, cut the, 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 the leeway to say like, well, I'll get that done later. Oh, it's too late to do that now. I'll get it done later. Bull, listen, I'm doing my level best not to swear. That is, that is bull crap. That is bull crap. <laughs> That's bull crap. You got to do it when your brain thinks of it. You got to let your brain sit and clearly stew and then start coming up with solutions to things rather than run away from them. And I've noticed a lot of this fear of death has been things that I'm shying away from, shying away. Well, I don't need to think about that, don't I? I'll do OCD and, and just run towards something so that I can, I can obscure my mind from what I've been, from the inevitability of death and i'll tell you what happens you start hiding you're closing your eyes to it and you build up a leviathan of a thing this big shadow monster that is everything that you don't want to think of and so therefore it gets bigger and all the things that it could be you believe it is you believe that this thing is coming after you. You believe death is just a door, a, a opening of a doorway. When in fact, that's not true. So being able to sit and take your time to think about it, you realize, I realize I'll still be able to have another surgery, as bad as that sounds. I'll still be able to do radiation, as bad as that sounds. Um, I mean, it could go into my brain. It could go to all these terrible places. The likelihood is not that high, hopefully. It makes zero difference to the way that I treat my life because I'm still going to go and fight this thing till I die, right? And that could be 
five years. It could be three years. It could be, it could be tomorrow, maybe. It could be 78 years from now. Probably not that long. It could be 50 years, 40 years from now. I'll take 40. I'll take 43 years more. Make me 86 and make me happy. It's what I do with it. It's what you do with your life. It's what you do with the time you're given. And it's what you stop. St- don't stop. It's what I do when I don't stop myself from doing things. That's when some of the best stuff happens. It's like, I don't mean like, well, let's party and rock. But it's like, I start looking at cancer and I go, okay, what are the shapes of What is this thing? Yeah, it could come, but again, it's a slow-growing cancer. It's been operable this whole time. It is doable. I'm not going to die without putting my affairs straight. I'm going to make sure that my family is taken care of. But what does that require? Well, it requires me starting to get out there and, and do some extra work and do some other things that are going to get them money and they're going to get them situated so that they're not in want if I go early. So writing a book, that's a good idea. Getting some things, I'd like to say that some of my music could get published because, damn, it's good. I just don't know where to go with it. But when I think of an idea on where it could go, if there's somebody I know that would want to, that could help me in the right direction, I'm not going to hesitate in calling them or reaching out to them which is what I've been doing so much. Oh, it'd be weird if I called, that's odd, that's awkward, that's stupid. When the few times that I have reached out outside by skid to do that, great things have happened. I go, holy crap, that's like, I didn't know I was that guy. I didn't know I could meet these people, talk to these people. Things are going to work out, like go and do a ride along with that guy. And then it ends up being somebody's, you know, uh, that made the difference to put me in a different box to get into the fire department versus, um, you know, I was in the A list versus the B or C list. Just by reaching out and going, oh, what the hell, I'll contact that author. I really like Wendy Moore, for example. I wrote her an email and to her website and basically said, I'm a, I love your book. I'm a podcaster. I'd love to get you on any way, shape or form. Please uh, contact me. And she contacted me. And I was over the freaking moon. It's moon, as my boy says. Moon. I was over the moon. And I feel like if I just stare it in the face, if I listen to that voice, the first one that goes, we should do that. You should do that. I should do that. Whatever it is. And then there's that second voice. Oh, no, no, no. that's, That's not you. Who says it's not me? Oh, it's too late. It's too late in the day. Don't call him. Oh, you haven't talked to him in so long. You got to like send a message, a letter or something. Bullshit. Shoot, sorry. Uh, Call him. Call him. Out of the blue. I just heard from my buddy Nick Hall that I hadn't heard from in six or eight months. He just calls me up and he calls me Boner. Boner, just just saying hi, buddy. Hope you're having a good Christmas. I want to see how everything's going. Love you, brother. Bye. And... That makes all the difference in the world. You feel great. So remember on this holiday, there's a lot of sad and tragic shit that, sorry, already two in the last minute, tragic things happening to everybody. There's always the eventuality of things going bad in the end. They always do. But what's going to save us is doing those, those things outside your comfort zone and calling a friend 
or, or opening the door for somebody, or maybe buying somebody a drink at a, at, a, at a bar, or maybe talking to a stranger at Denny's, because this is a lonely time. And what makes it better is if you reach through the loneliness and the isolation that tends to be how most people are, and I'm going to get my son now, don't worry. And you try and be a friend, try to be a contact, try to be a heart in the darkness. Because that makes, really, that shines light. It shows people how, how good it can be. And man, that feels good. And I'm going to go tell my kid right now, good it can be. Now, I love you, and if you got it and you got that ability in you, use it. Do it. Uh, next couple of weeks, we're going to do the hol- uh, Christmas holiday. Christmas holiday podcast. We're talking about five gifts to the EMT or the paramedic. Okay, bud. All right. Mom's in there with him right now. For the paramedic, the firefighter, the police officer, and the nurse. And that should be up hopefully um, in a week. My, I didn't mention my baby is due any day now. So we're kind of scheduling things around that. Uh, but, hey, I didn't even know I could have kids. Now I got two. Reached outside my comfort zone, and uh, look what happens. You never know what can happen in three years. It's a beautiful thing. We're moving forward. I'm moving forward, and I want you to. So don't hesitate. Don't listen to the old voice, the one that says you can't. Oh, that's weird. Or we don't normally do that. Don't listen to that guy, at least for the holidays, at least for Christmas, at least for, for, for Hanukkah, right? Just Just do the other thing and say hi to somebody and see how you like it. See if it works out. And if it works, repeat it. And you can do it all year round. You'd be surprised how things go. All right. Love you. If you got it, use it. Bye.